Welcome to Bai Yen, a podcast about the intersection between Taiwanese and American culture. I'm Joe. With me is Jack. Hello, everyone. Anna. Hello. And Ryan. Hi. How's everybody doing? So great. Not so good. What? <laughs> Why? What's going on? I have some cold. Oh. oh, and we forget our router today. Yeah. So we went back to our home and take two hours to back. Yeah, <laughs> that is. So immediately we can talk about a difference between American and Taiwanese culture. Joe and I both said, there's no way we would do that. Yeah. <laughs> what? Already? We would just say, too bad, no podcast. Yeah, we would just give up. <laughs> so that's so too much time. So you think we are too crazy? No, no, no. No, I think Hard workers, are, dedicated. Yeah, hard working. Oh. Dedicated. Yeah, we're lazy. Lazy we're Americans. lazy as hell. <laughs> so if you go somewhere and doing something and you forgot to do to bring your equipment yeah then we don't do it yeah then we, we don't do something do it. else that's over yeah that's oh. Oh, we give Mistake up made <laughs> how, how about passport if you went to well you have to have that yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> there's some things that are not negotiable but th if there's any way i can give up i will oh yeah. Yeah. yeah we're always looking for an excuse to not do something yeah, yeah. i think this is a, a very quintessential american trait <laughs> <laughs> i see this is why taiwan will win <laughs> how come how come you become world leader <laughs> creativity is the only reason yeah well that's what happens you will become the world leader and then you will grow lazy it's the rise and fall of empires right empires are built on the backs of the hard working and then wasted on the lives of the lazy and entitled yeah those entitled that come from that, that uh, uh, I have another another viewpoint maybe because you are so lazy so you have so, so many inventions to <laughs> To oh, be yes. to compensate for yeah. that, yeah, yeah, and uh, maybe for Asian or for Taiwanese, like like everything can be overcome by the perseverance. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. that was the interesting approach that Mao Zedong brought. Was he tried to solve every problem that China had with um, mass mobilization, right? Getting lots of peasants to band together and overcome difficulties. And it turns out you can't solve every problem with mass mobilization because that's how he won the war. But then that wasn't, he, he made that boast that he would surpass England's steel production in five years. And he mobilized all the peasants to start making steel in their backyards and these pig iron, create what's called pig iron. And then it turned out that the quality was bad and it was inconsistent and they ended up wasting tons of metal. So, yeah, you can't solve every problem with just mass mobilization and hard work. Sometimes Instead, you, need you have to be lazy. Technical expertise. Yeah, if you want to find steel. the best way to do something, <laughs> ask a lazy person to do it. They'll find the easiest way. Then we Taiwanese, we are the combination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're the happy medium. <laughs> happy medium. <laughs> so we were talking earlier about, uh, you know, last week, uh, last episode, we talked about uh, wave makers, and it seems like uh, it's been making waves in Taiwan. You said there's something of a, a Me Too movement occurring. Yes, yes. Tell me about that. Sorry. Do you know the Badumch? You know, okay. What's oh, that? It's a drum roll you do after someone makes a cheesy joke. He made oh. a cheesy joke. Yeah, so it's I made a stupid joke. Waves. So it's a pun. Can, can you pronounce bluch? Bluch. 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 I'll show you on the drums later. How? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. But but wait, I didn't realize that was a cheesy joke. Yeah, yeah. I, I said the show Wave Makers has been making waves. Yeah. So oh. you know what making waves means, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. The ponts. Yeah, it's a pun. pun. Yeah, Puns, pun. Yeah, it's a pun. Yeah, it's a dad pun. He's really showing that he has two kids <laughs> yeah, with yeah, that yeah. pun. <laughs> so, so tell me about the Me Too movement going on in Taiwan right now. Okay, uh, I think like following the last week, what we discussed that uh, wave maker is 
mainly talking about how female like fighting back to the male leading society, and uh, it turns out it encouraged many like female in Taiwan. Now they may have more courage to stand out and saying what they encounter. Yeah, so I think now a、uh, one politician comes come and say that she's being like a false kissed by the commentator.、Mm. Yeah, and、uh, many people like from、uh, other field, many of them stand out and say what they have been to. This is a big thing because it it made it onto CNN's CNN had a whole special. Yeah,、um, CNN's like a. Big、yeah. American news is that is CNN popular in Taiwan? Yeah,、yes. uh, mentioned about CNN. I think that's because they've been kicked out by China. So now they <laughs> they <laughs> find another headquarter in Asia, and they found oh Taiwan may be a good place.、Yeah. Can like like closely watch what's happening Asia.、Uh. <laughs> yeah. So now they have a, a I think an office in Taipei now. Oh really? So now no no matter is good thing or bad thing about Taiwan, they. Like make a report for it,、mm. uh, quite nice for for us. Yeah. yeah.、Mm. Actually, this news is、uh, searched out by Ryan, <laughs> so it's provided by yeah, Ryan. I found, I found it on、yeah. CNN. I was like, oh wow. Yeah. Oh,、mm. oh, that you guys. That's where you guys heard about it. You heard about it from Ryan. You didn't hear about it from、oh, other sources. I heard some case like was about the、uh, Me Too movement. It's coming out, but I don't know. It's like. Such big thing,、mm. and after Ryan sent us that news, I found out. I search it and found it's a big, very big thing. Do you guys think this is something that's needed in Taiwan? That there needs to be more discussion about sexual harassment, especially in the workplace. Yeah. Yes. Is it? It's a big problem in Taiwan. You think? Yes. Why is that? Uh. I I believe that、uh, because like United States, you have the Me Too movement in maybe five years ago.、Mm-hmm. Maybe start from 2018 from Hollywood,、mm-hmm. and uh, uh, in our s- like daily life, we can like observe some of some kind of these things, and it usually be be harmony. Yeah. Yeah. So so they they like they they try to like make them keep quiet and pretend like nothing happened. So we we know that there are many like sexual harassment in, happening in Taiwan, but we don't saw it very often in. In the media, so、mm. we think this is a necessary like society engineering to make this environment more healthy. Yeah.、Mm. What do you think, Anna? Yeah, I think for me, maybe I study engineering for a long time. So in our like college or high school, a、uh, majority in my class is the men, and is. I I think when I was young, I didn't told by parents or like teacher like how to handle with this situation,、yeah. and then like lots of men will have uh like to say some joke about the sex, and actually I don't know how to react at that time or, or until now I still don't know what's the best way or how to handle this kind of. I can give you some、harassment. suggestions. Uh, so I think、oh. I think one of the best ways to respond is ask the person to repeat what they said. If you hear someone they make a comment that's uncomfortable, yeah.、Uh, I'm sorry. What did you say? Could you repeat that and look them right in the eyes and make them say it again? And if they're willing to repeat what they just said, now it's been said clearly. And then you go to your、uh, your support whoever your boss is, and you make a complaint, lodge a complaint. A lot of times, if you ask someone to repeat what they said, 
that makes them conscious of what they just said. And it makes it clear that you're not accepting what they just said. You let them know it's unacceptable. I, I know it's easier said than done because in the moment it's scary. You don't always want to be confrontational. It's uncomfortable. Uh, maybe the person who's saying the thing is your boss, right? But um, that's advice I read online in uh, conversations among American women who are asking for this same advice of what do I do in these situations. And that's what a lot of women say is ask the person to repeat what they just said. So it's making it clear that you're you're holding them accountable for their words. And then if what they've said is inappropriate, you let them know it's inappropriate and then you make a complaint against them. But how about it happen every day? Yeah, it's the first time it happens. <laughs> you say, I'm sorry, what was that? Could you repeat uh, what you just said? Uh, I, I think the point is that uh, if you, you, you are like destroys people's mood, if you just say, hey, can you, can you do that again? And maybe... Uh, the people say it's, it's your friends or it's your uh, boss, it's your colleague. Like, how how did you react? Would be better. Like, if you very use very strong tone and these things, and to feedback to them, maybe uh, it's not good for your career or something. Yeah, uh, I know that's difficult, but I, I think having boundaries is really important. Uh, and there's no getting around the fact that it's going to be uncomfortable, right? There's no comfortable way to deal with it. But what you have to remember is it's not you who's making it uncomfortable. It was them who made it that choice when they decided to make an inappropriate remark. So if the you know if the piece of the situation is destroyed, that's not on you. That's on them. And they they're the you know the majority they don't think they they think it's you because you are the woman and you are lack of the sense of the uh, humor. You you don't understand what's the joke about. This is just the joke. Why you cannot enjoy the joke? Uh, yeah, I I think that a lot of times what happens too is in your imagination you think that's what will happen. So you imagine that oh if I say something everyone's going to be angry with me. But I think if you actually, you know, have the courage to confront someone, you might be surprised. People might react better than you think. Like, for example, in the States, we had this same situation, right? If you look not very long ago in the past, it was totally acceptable for men to make, you know, sexual jokes at work and to make comments towards the women they're working with. And now it's not acceptable at all. Never in my life have I ever heard anyone get sexually harassed at any of my jobs. And if I did, I would be shocked and I would be totally in support of uh, a woman making an issue over it, right? So it's, 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 a pro it's a process, right? People's minds have to be changed. And, um, you know, maybe in the beginning it's difficult. Maybe you'll face some resistance, but it's important, right? It's really important. Yeah, that's, that's also uh, our question. Yeah. Because in Taiwan, the, actually the, the young boy and the young girls, they are not be like uh, teach how, how to interact with the, uh, the, the other gender. So, uh, for example, for me, I also study engineering. So, you know, like uh, within the, 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 the boys group, it always have this kind of joke. And especially in the teenager period, you, you want to make uh, attention from other like girls. So uh, we, we always say something like in, in a appropriate joke mm -hmm. like that. And uh, it turns out it's not a, a correct way, right? Mm -hmm. After we grow up, we kind of be educated by the society. That's this way to speaking of joke is is not correct and uh, you need to like like there's a boundary you cannot like offense other people like by by this kind of inappropriate joke mm. so in america do 
does the young boys and young girls do they be told how to react how which is the like proper way to act usually yes like i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's a maybe explicitly teaching it's more about the uh i think that's why wave makers as a show or this kind of show is important because it's the media you consume is often more powerful of your like socialization than what you hear from your parents especially in the teenage years um, where you're going to learn a lot of how, it, like, what to do, and if you see shows like this showing that it's wrong and showing that it makes people uncomfortable, that teaches people from a young age, you know, like, oh, I can't do that. But um, obviously, yeah, my parents also did did teach me don't ever, you know, be rude to women. So oh, really? Yeah. So that was happened in your like very young age. Yeah, my dad said you can hit a man, but you can never hit a woman. Oh, <laughs> it's like a thing. <laughs> but he's like, only hit a man if you have a really good reason for it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, in the home is definitely the best place to educate someone. But um, since you can't always count on that because every home is going to be different, we have mandatory um, sexual harassment training at almost every job I've ever had. Oh. So they always make you watch this video that's really cheesy and silly. <laughs> and everyone watching it, they're kind of laughing. But um, it's it's a part of corporate culture in America is that you educate your employees that it's not acceptable. And then they also have outlets. They have um, usually HR has uh, an open door policy where anyone can come to them with a complaint and they take it seriously. You'll, you'll lose your job if you're going around doing that kind of thing. Now let's say you're living in a different society that hasn't gotten to that point yet. Let, let's say you have a difficult situation that's uncomfortable and you don't want to destroy your career or turn everyone against you. Cause then you're just suffering more for something that already wasn't your fault. In that case, I would suggest maybe a one-on-one -on -one conversation first. When you have a problem with someone at work, it's not always the best thing to go straight to your boss a lot of times it's good to first try and address it directly with that person. That way you're giving them a chance to respond. I would pull that person aside and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them. I'd say, hey, look, you said this the other day. I know you were just joking and you know having fun. You probably didn't mean anything by it. But just so you know, this is how it affected me. This is how it makes me feel. It's hard to be a woman in the workplace. When people are constantly sexualizing you, it makes you feel like you're not being taken seriously. And it makes me uncomfortable. So I would just consider it a personal favor if in the future you would just be a little bit more thoughtful about what kind of comments you're making around me and you know and then and then if they to continue then maybe you take it to your boss but first a one-on-one -on -one conversation where you give them the opportunity to be like oh okay i didn't realize you know i'm sorry yeah it's called theory of mind which is the idea of being able to put yourself in the shoes of another and imagine their perspective and people are really bad at that so if you confront someone and tell them heartfelt what you feel then they're able to see from your perspective better and maybe that that is the best way to change a behavior is have someone imagine it from you know like a a different perspective um, i think that's a assuming that guy yeah is a good guy right well you're giving him a chance to be and then if he's not then you go to <laughs> hr and you get him fired hmm. no i think that's not a good <laughs> you don't think solution so in you, taiwan's situation really what would happen in taiwan if you did that like, like you are giving the guy the second chance to say something bad to you again yeah yeah yeah, yeah so yeah th usually they will say oh i i, I don't uh, i just thought it's a joke yeah. sorry I, I i don't know why you you don't understand and, and this you, is why you make these so serious. Yeah, it's this just is joke. that's what happened in America. Uh. But eventually, enough women had these conversations where things changed. So it's painful and it's uh, awkward and it sucks. But th this is how people get rights. They're not usually given them; they have to take them. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think Taiwan now is like uh, we are doing in, in a systematically. We want to make it make this very serious now. 
So yeah, considering to uh, America, you have the Me Too uh, event like five years ago. So do you have any suggestion to maybe Taiwan? Keep suffering for the people of the future. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the Mavericks, the front end of the wave, to use the joke again. Um, <laughs> I think this is a really smart name of this show. I think they really thought out Wave Maker. Uh, it's, it, it is a very smart name. But to be on the front end of that wave is painful. To you know, use the metaphor, you're going to hit the rocks first. If you're a wave, you, you crash in the rocks first. But it's through constant crashing of that that the rock gets worn down to use kind of a metaphor but basically that means like you have to be persistent um if you want that change and so it's yeah. not and it's not just anna it's also you know jack mm. it's you know it's not just women it's also men who understand that having conversation with their friends having conversations with their parents because it's often that you know it's older generations that make those kind of jokes and so you have that conversation as kindly and as open as you can with as many people as you can and keep doing it. Yeah, because in Asia, we also have a culture. It's called uh, maybe hate woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah we like have hate woman culture. Hate woman culture, especially <laughs> I mean, I we have in, this in, in Korea. As well. <laughs> like like, like uh, those male, they will keep complaining that, oh, they just have pretend they are princess. They, they cannot suffer. They cannot take motorcycle. They, they need to like dressed up very pretty and uh, living a princess life, something like that. So this kind of... Uh, it's called like misogyny. 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 Yes, yeah, oh. systemized hatred of women. Yeah, and uh, this kind of speech, they, 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 they will stop the wave, right? They will say that you react too much. And I also read this kind of things not only happening in Asia, also happening in France. Because in France, they also have this kind of romance culture. Yeah. They say that uh, maybe when a male chasing a female, the female need to say no at the beginning. And then they will, this no is not an actual no. So you need to like have a like dancing with them. And then eventually the love will come out. So this kind of things is that the, this, this, these guys, they try to like, like make the, our purpose very, Blurry. They they saying that no, this is not a sexual harassment. This is they try to express their li their love, but in a stupid way. So you should not like take it so seriously. It's a it's a beautiful thing. Uh. yeah. So I think yeah. You when Ryan you said it's also a a a, a like male. You need to handle these kind of things, like uh because I think that is kind of true that male have the maybe the original sexual impulse yeah yeah and uh, in a civilized society this kind of impulse you need to deal with it yeah like in asia the the, the boys they always like depress this kind of pose and uh, because you you cannot talk talk to a female very directly you will get arrested to a police station maybe mm. so so you need to the boy they need to handle their pose and uh, try to get along with them and try to like know where is the boundary if you're chasing a girl. I, I re also read an article. It said that uh, uh, there was a couple before they being together, they had a first date. The, the guy bring the woman back to her house and the, the woman is totally like drunk. So now what should the male do? Right? In a romance love story, the, the, the male should do something or otherwise he's being stupid. But yeah. 
maybe there's a boundary. Yeah. So the in the story at the end they they being together. Uh, the first night the male didn't did anything, and the he he asked the woman. So should I do anything? Are you implying me? Like should should I go forward in the first night? And she was like super super surprised. She said, "No, if you do anything in the first night, we are ruined.、Mm. You are ruining this relationship." And that that's what I mean. Where I think this kind of show and those kind of stories are really important because、yeah. they have a big impact on people、yeah. when they're when they're growing up. And、yeah. then you see that, and they you know you learn from that as a young boy or a young girl, and you learn what is the proper way. So I think these kind of cultural shows are very very important. So it's cool to see that. Kind of、uh, thing growing in in Taiwan. Hopefully, they have more of this kind of show that addresses that and shows a better way to you know express your impulse or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so basically, you need we need new rules for the modern era, right? It's it's about boundaries and it's about consent, right?、Mm. Consent is the key concept. Is that nobody wants to live in a sexless world where we all pretend that we're robots. We don't. Ever make a joke that might be off color? The funniest jokes are usually, you know, because they're forbidden, right? It's about where you make those jokes and who you make them to, and then how you respond when that person, and that you make space for people to communicate when they're not enjoying it. You know, so if I made a joke and you guys were all laughing and nobody said anything, then I would assume, oh, okay, I'm on that level of friendship with these people, and I can make those kind of jokes around them. But then if I say something and you didn't like it, and you come up to me later and you say, Joe. You know, honestly, when you were saying such and such earlier, you know that kind of made me uncomfortable. I don't want to make you feel bad. It's okay. I'm sure you didn't mean to make me feel uncomfortable. I need to let you know that's where my boundary is,、yeah. and a big boundary is in the workplace, right? Yeah. Like that's where a lot of people socialize, but at the same time, that's where you go to earn a living. So you were asking me like, what's a good way in Taiwan to improve this situation? I think it's through companies. It's up to corporations. That's where a lot of the change happened in the U.S. Where they realize that, and, and for them, it's about money. It's always about money. So when you make them realize they're opening themselves up to lawsuits by not handling case, you know, reported cases of sexual harassment, and then you can also、um, compare the situation to other developed countries. You can say, look at these other developed countries. They all have、um, very clear rules and a very clear way of handling these kind of issues. You know, we in Taiwan need to move forward on this issue, and it starts in the workplace because that's where a lot of、um, You know, in, in your private life, if someone you know makes you uncomfortable, if it's just words, then you know there's not a lot you can do legally.、Um, but you just walk away from the situation, right? At work, you can't walk away. You have to be around these people. So that's why the company has to make、um, have a process for handling this sort of thing. Have a place where you can go and raise an issue if you have one, and have、um, real consequences for the people who are you know、um, making other people uncomfortable. So yeah, it's a tricky balance, but it's just a conversation and the new rules, all based on. And then with the issue you talked about with the guy and his girlfriend, and she was drunk. I mean, the current thinking in the United States is that、um, if you're drunk, you can't give consent. That's kind of one of the more modern rules that they've come up with. And these things, it's always a discussion. People are always debating, but that's that's、uh, some of the more modern thinking about it is even if she had given consent, the fact that she was drunk. Meant that that consent doesn't count.、Oh. That's kind of one of the newer rules. Now, of course, you know some people would agree, some people wouldn't.、Mm. But、um, yeah, it's it's an ongoing conversation. Yeah, I think it's a it's a timing to educate the Taiwanese society need to like have a new way to doing the like gender like interaction. Yeah, and I have a question. Yes. Okay, <laughs> can I ask? 
uh, because you guys are really gentlemen. Oh, thank like, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I feel safe when I interact with you, and I'm wondering, like, how? Jack, you 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 should really be happy that you said that. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> like, how how did you like growing like this? How do you think like your difference with the? Because I thought I I think you all all have the friends like really like to. Uh, you can say assholes. It's okay. Okay, <laughs> like the <laughs> asshole friends. Like how how do you think? What's the difference between you and that kind of guy? We both have sisters, right? Huh. You have yeah. sisters. Yeah, we both have sisters. Yeah, we both little sister. Mm. Yeah, I've got a daughter. You know, uh, I think that that's a big part of it, is having women in your life that you love and respect. I think that's a good influence. Um, but that's obviously it's not automatic. There's plenty of people who have sisters and daughters and still, you know, are not uh, always gentlemen to women. Um, I would say again the the media I consumed and the the stuff I read from a little, the games I played from a young age, the books I read from a young age were all all very about being a gentleman and gentleman wins and that kind of stuff. So again, like the culture you consume is a big part of it as well. Family is huge as well. My little sister just got married, and I, it was like a big part of my speech was like, I feel comfortable saying that you're my brother-in-law because that's a really important thing for me. Is like, I wouldn't support the marriage if I didn't feel comfortable with the guy being with my little sister. So yeah, family's big, but also the culture you consume. I would say yeah, family, culture, personality. I mean, I have friends who are not always gentlemen. Assholes, you can yeah, say. People, <laughs> let's say assholes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it just depends, you know, on your background, where you came from. Yeah, all those things. But, but it's also Jack, cultural. How about you? Yeah, but I think the the problem is not us. And actually, there's no big difference between us and those assholes. Actually, we can know what those assholes, what are they thinking? They just express in a wrong way. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, and I think now the the problem is that now female is joining more and more industry. Those industry usually are only male, mm. like maybe engineering, scientists, and a politician, and maybe uh, the firefighter. And those kind of group, they are strong, right? Like like a brotherhood, they they build this kind of emotion inside of their their job uh, environment. So it's especially there are many like middle age guy, and they are very tough to like educate. Yeah. If if a today a, a like twenty something young girl join their group, the guy will think that you don't, you don't have this kind of like right together. Like work with us, so it's it's more tough. Than yeah, I think it's, th- but again, it's through that process of yeah. being that first maverick twenty-one-year-old girl that joins that firefighting crew and then succeeds. Mm. And that slow, it's slow, yeah. arduous change. But having that happen is the important yeah. thing. Yeah, that's because then once it once you have, because like you said, he's gonna have that opinion. Oh, he, she can't do this. Mm. But mm. then once she does it. Yeah. And then you have like, oh my God, what you know? What was I thinking this whole time? I think it's also a generational thing. Like people get to a certain age and they're hard to change. Just wait for them to die. I mean, that's uh, how a lot of problems get solved, right? Uh, I mean, if you look at our grandparents' generation compared to us in terms of how racist they were. Yeah. I mean, everyone has a racist grandpa where I come from, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you know, they softened their racism, but they never fully lost it. They just died, and the people who came after them were less racist. That's how the world moves forward. That's why it's good that we die. Okay, it's really tough to break out of what you've been socialized in your whole life. Yeah. yeah. 
But that's not to say you can't. Listeners, please try. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> don't don't be an asshole. <laughs> I also wanted to take this subject and compare it to two other countries. So um, I do have one thing to say about what happened to the Me Too movement in the States. And then I also want to contrast Taiwan with China. Um, but in the States, you know, there was a dark side to the Me Too movement. Like a lot of movements, they tend, it's like a pendulum swing. Sometimes it ends up going too far. So what we had in the States was... Um, in the beginning of the Me Too movement, it was awesome. All these women were coming out, and people like Harvey Weinstein is the classic case. He was a Hollywood director. He was very powerful. He had abused and raped lots of women, and everyone, supposedly they say in Hollywood, everyone kind of knew about him, um, and no one was doing anything about it. And finally, he was held accountable, and he went to jail. Um, that was awesome. And there was a lot of cases like that of these very well-known people who had been not just harassing but actually abusing people being held accountable no matter how powerful they were. But then we got to this point in the movement where essentially there were accusations being made publicly, right? A woman would come forward and she would make an accusation usually about a famous celebrity. And then that person was essentially tried in the court of public opinion. Everyone would side with the woman and just be like, oh yeah, that guy's a monster. And these people would lose their jobs. They would get fired from whatever they were doing. They would lose deals. I mean, their lives were destroyed by these accusations. And an accusation is all it was at that point, right? They hadn't gone to court. They hadn't actually gone through the legal process, which is there to make sure the person actually did what they're being accused of. That's why we have the court system. But forget the court system. Even in some cases, these people were found innocent through the courts, but their lives were already ruined because people, once that person was accused, everyone turned against them and their lives were destroyed. So innocent people's lives were destroyed over this. And then we had other cases where it was clear the person had done something wrong and inappropriate, but they hadn't actually raped someone, right? So there's there's different levels of how bad what you did was. And yet all of these people essentially had the same punishment, which is their careers were destroyed. They became an outcast in society. They had to go into hiding. Um, we started having a lot of these borderline cases and I think it's important for women to come forward, but I also think it's important that these allegations are handled properly by professionals, by the legal system, and not like a, a mob of people turning against them just because there, there are false accusations. There are cases where, you know, women or men will say someone did something to destroy them just for other reasons, because they hate them or for attention or for money. So I think it's important that we allow the judicial system to do it work and that it's work and that we don't. Um, try people in the court of public opinion. Yeah. So Johnny Depp, right? Johnny Depp. Yeah. Great, great uh, case, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once uh, he had that very public trial with Amber Heard, people got all the details of the relationship. They found out it wasn't so black and white, right? Mm. But in the beginning, you know, he lost his job. Disney walked away from him. He lost millions of dollars. He was treated like a monster everywhere that he went, right? Can you imagine what that would be like? Yeah, that'd be. That's why I don't want to get famous. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's the perfect case, right? Yeah. So th this is this is the dark side and this is where we need to find balances. Yes, women need, women especially, but all people need to feel free to come forward and it needs to be handled. There need to be ramifications, but that needs to be handled in the courts. Yeah, that's the, yeah, the unfortunate slippery slope of many things progressive is they're obviously necessary and important, but once they go too far, then you have to deal with ramifications of a different degree mm. um mm. so it's it's something to be careful with and before that i want to appreciate joe 
and you just lose your rights to go into China <laughs> <laughs> because <Yeah>. two countries. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. We will It's give you a second chance. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when it, when it comes to China, speaking good, good of segue. yeah. Wait, wait. I have another okay. questions. So, like, I'm surprised, like, why America the this movement is so success because before I think America or Taiwan or the majority. This word is dominated by men, and if you talk about the this movement, it actually you are damaged the men's benefit at the same time, Be- because you said stand out and you say you are supporting the me too, but maybe uh, you will be accused by one of the women and you will damage your uh, mm. this as well. So. How how did you think about this? Why why you still stand out? Why do I support it、uh, even though、uh, there's a possibility I could be wrongly accused? You mean? Yeah. First of all, I'm not worried about that because I I don't go around sexually harassing women. And then in the case of someone wrongly accusing me, that's where I said it's important that a person actually be given their day in court, that these things actually be proven, and that you, your life isn't destroyed just by accusations. So, like, in terms of you talking about it damaging men, I don't think it does at all. I think that、um, this is mainly a, a male versus woman thing, but that's not the only thing that's happening. Like, I was talking to Ryan earlier about Kevin Spacey's case. Do you know Kevin Spacey? No. He's a very famous actor in the United States. He was accused of、um, having harassed a bunch of men. So, this is an issue that men deal with as well. It's not. It, it is oftentimes women who are the. The、uh, victims of this, but not only—it's a human problem, right? So, yeah, I mean, I think any person with a good conscience—I don't think it damages men in any way. I think it improves life for everyone.、Um, you know, I, I do think that there are some parts of modern life that are difficult for men. I think that in some ways, men are held to standards that are unfair—double standards. I think there are a lot of. Like Jack was talking earlier about how you know the sex drive, a lot of it is up to the man, right? Usually, men have higher sex drives than women, and that's been the force that has kind of、uh, propelled the human species through history, right?、Um, and it's difficult as a man to have to control that urge, right? Because it's it's extremely powerful, and yeah, maybe women don't understand what it's like to be a man and to have a man's sex drive. But this is what the modern era and all of Civilization is about is harnessing these primeval emotions that you have and finding a way to function in a modern society. And I can't think of anything more worthwhile than that, right? Like, what kind of world do I want to live in? And yeah, it's one where consent and respect are, you know, extremely valuable. So yeah, I mean, it's for me, it's a no-brainer. Of course, of course, I support that movement because I think like、uh, Japan is. Like highly civilized. You think so?、Uh, in some ways. In, in some, some ways, way, yes. But for them, like for the sex parts, they are really antiquated. Antiquated. Antiquated is like old-fashioned or old way. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like why they can control all other kind of the desire, but for the sex parts, they are really. I think it's connected. I think that、uh, Japan, the desire for harmony、yeah. is so powerful that there's so much repression that takes place. And then if you look at binge drinking and like you talked about the way that you know sexuality is expressed, 
I think that's a the result of it. If you try to prevent people from expressing themselves, it comes out sideways, right? They end up expressing themselves, but in ways that are less direct. And I think um, Japan is really awesome in so many different ways culturally. But one way that it's not great is on gender issues. I think Japan has, like a lot of Asia, has really big issues when it comes to gender and a lot of work to be done to improve that situation. Um, yeah, I mean, J- Japan's gender situation is not good mm. for women. Mm. Yeah, but uh, I, because I work in Taiwan and Japan's mm. company, but uh, I think Japan like have more d- more of this kind of education. They educate that uh, how how should you like uh, interact with the uh, uh, female? Yeah, and they're they're progressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're progressing also. Just just by you know my standards, it's got, <laughs> it's got a lot more work to be done. Yes, and uh, I have another question. Joe's a Joe's a Japan hater, so I'm not a Japan hater. I love Japan. <laughs> 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 I love Japan. Joe is not Japan hater. <laughs> no, no, I love Japan. Just a good alliteration. Joe is not actually any hater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good alliteration. <laughs> Joe, the Japan hater. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know alliteration? I, no. It's when you repeat the same sound at uh-huh. the beginning of a word. Joe, the Japan hater. Joe, ja. Joe, Oh. Ja. Okay. He's trying to start a catchphrase. I'm trying to <laughs> we got to get a catchphrase but for I, everybody. I would so like Joe's to the Japan hater. <laughs> I, I'm pro-nuance, right? Jack I, the... I don't... I, I'll think about these. I don't think you ever need to say anything's <laughs> all good or all bad. The truth is, is everything's mixed, and it's important that you be specific about what it is that's great and what could be better. Okay. I think that's an important point, yeah. It's like uh, nev- nothing is perfect. No, w- America is not perfect in any way. Japan's not perfect in any way. It's more about like how can you coalesce what one thing does good and another thing do- does good and make it the best kind of mm. thing. Yeah. So uh, my, my another question is that how if people lose their support how how if people are tired because what we what all of us just say is beautifully actually i think it's very political correct and but what if people they are now losing their patience to support this i think in america happened a lot like yes. people now listen to this kind of political correct people are so tired people are saying no it's enough it's time for let us make other jokes maybe yeah there is a reactionary you're right you're right there's a huge reactionary movement in america against political rec- correctness yeah. and this is where nuance is important again right the 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 aspects of political correctness they're against mm. i actually in a lot of cases agree with them right yeah like a lot of them are wanting to get angry at comedians for things they say on stage yeah but to me that's the perfect place to say horrible things if you go to a comedy show be prepared to hear things that might make you uncomfortable. And if you don't like it, then leave, right? So this is where I think people get upset is when, like Ryan was talking about before, the liberalism goes too far, right? I, I think um, having a Me Too movement, that's not too far. Hmm. So yeah. if people are tired of political correctness, well, too bad. That's the part pushing, that you need yeah. to learn. But the things that they are tired of is when it goes too far, hmm. right? And there's lots of... Um, Lots of cases of that in the United States. We have lots of places where I would say liberalism has gone too far and they're just going to an insane place that is unreasonable. We need progress, but it has to be measured and it has to make sense. Mm. So, yeah, I think they're reacting against some of the most extreme parts of liberalism. But uh, being against sexual harassment is not extreme in any case. I think it's extremely moderate and reasonable position. Yeah, that's one of those fights where even if you're 
tired. You gotta get. Sorry. Fly. <laughs> Almost got him. <laughs> That's one of those things where uh, even if you're tired, you gotta keep fighting for it because it's the right thing to fight for. Yeah, I, I think the, the keeping the perspective of how far do you want to go. Yes. Is yes. Because now it's just picking. So it's too early to say that, oh, we don't go too far. No, no, yeah, no. It's just beginning. Yeah. yeah. You haven't gone far enough yet, but keep that in mind. Maybe mm. you can, you know, avoid the mistakes of yes. some of the more hyper liberal mm. countries where they go too far. And then all of a sudden you like, like Joe was saying, can't make jokes at a comedy show. And that's, that's too far. Or, or here, here's a really good case, right? That thing I told you earlier about the rule that if a woman is drunk, she is not capable of giving consent. Yes. Right. I don't agree with that. You need some nuance, right? Okay, who who is this woman and what's your relationship with her? Is she your wife of 20 years? Is she your, your girlfriend of a week? How drunk was she, right? Did she blow a breathalyzer and was legally 0.6? <laughs> was she falling down in the street and puking, right? Mm. All those details are important. It's not enough to say that if anyone is intoxicated, they are never capable of giving consent. Every situation has a lot of factors involved, so we can't just make this sweeping generalization and say that, Anyone who's drunk is not capable of giving consent. You, you need to have some room for nuance. Hmm. Well, and this is going to be a little, uh, perhaps people will bristle at this, but <laughs> it, to get too drunk to the point where that happens, you have to also take responsibility for that. As anyone, I mean, alcohol is a drug. You have to keep that within your own reasonable limits as well. So that's, I think that is not something we can just say black and white, an easy go law. Because um, yeah. it's, yeah. Because uh, what you just said, it's always a level between. There was a a, a, a book, and uh, it's uh, writing in 2017. And uh, the, the author is a very young woman, and she writes a story about another young woman, actually 13 years old. And uh, the, the young girl, she, she went to the cram school, and she had a relation with her uh, cram school t- teacher, and uh, it's it's make many of the echo between uh, like in Taiwan society and Chinese society because uh, this woman is very like her image is very perfect. She is so pretty and pure and pure. Oh. And when she like taking the interview, she she is like she speak very slowly and uh, almost like a poetry. Mm. Yeah, and uh, in in that book, uh, the young girl eventually she got I don't know uh, crazy at the end because her, her relationship with her teacher is very inappropriate and actually uh, it's almost like sexual abuse to to the young young girl. And many people are guessing this is a true story happened for that author, and that author committed suicide when she twenty years twenty six years old. So actually, the all the society become very angry. Mm. We are saying that we need to, we need justice now. What's happened to the author? And uh, people are saying that oh maybe that's him, the uh, cram school teacher. Uh, the author has been to, and uh, maybe she's he's the guy who need to like be accountable. And uh, all the society start to like judge the uh, teacher very hardly, and eventually it go to court. But the the court uh, sentence is uh, no guilty, because the court say that they actually she were already eighteen or nineteen years old, so she already an adult. I and think yeah, she was really in the relationship with yes. the cram school teachers, yeah. but at that time she was adult. Adult, and mm. when they have a relationship, they are not 
uh, teacher and, and student relation. Mm. So actually, there's no crime inside their relation. Interesting. So, so this kind of this this story happened in 2017. I I I I joined the old part. Actually, at the beginning, I was super angry. I even buy a flower to put on the book because I want to show my support. But eventually, the the chorus was like, "No, shut up! You you are all stupid. You don't know what happened." Yeah, and that's the yeah. biggest problem with when these kind of movements get on social media. Yeah, and you get this like like the probably like a t- you know take a picture if you support blah blah blah. Oh uh, yeah, like that kind yeah. of stuff gets flash pointy, mm. and to to the point where it can be kind of go beyond real change or justice to kind of a bad place. So you got to be careful with that. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. This case highlights a lot of the issues with the movement, right? First of all, being tried in the court of public opinion, right? Everyone didn't know the details of the case, but had made up their mind. It was an emotional decision. And I'm sure that that man's life was probably ruined by this, right? He probably couldn't go in public, probably felt like a monster, maybe lost his job. But then the court got involved and they looked at the details. Now, in America, we have an additional factor, which I don't know if it's taken into consideration there, but this is important. It's okay. Maybe she was of legal age. Um, Maybe he wasn't her cram school teacher at the time, but that was what their relationship was founded upon. So in in the the U.S., we have this concept of power dynamics, right? Mm. If a person is your boss, your teacher, in some sort of position where they have power over you or they are in a higher position than you, then that in itself creates a, a dangerous situation for relationships to begin in. And this is at the core of a lot of uh, cases in the United States. And that's what some of the training that we go into goes over. And that's why companies will have policies where bosses are not allowed to date the people who work for them because that inequality in power creates a bad dynamic for a relationship to begin in, right? Um, the question is, you know, should we be making laws about this kind of thing? Should we let people solve it themselves? And then my mind in this case goes back to the fact of, you know, this girl's already dead. Um, you know, they're trying to take this guy to court now. What they needed was a society where she felt she had somewhere to go when this happened. That's the solution is not to put, you know, whether, you know, whether or not this guy goes to jail or whether or not, you know, his life is ruined, um, at the time that it happened, her, her I don't know where her parents were, if she felt like she could talk to them about it. I don't know if she had a hotline she could have called. I don't know how the principal of the school would have reacted. But those are the places where the change have to take place is that people have places they can go to talk about it. They feel safe. They know they will be supported. And then things are handled through the courts, right? Mm-hmm. So it was too late for her, sadly, if this was the case. But um, in terms of if you're angry about that, what you want to do about it, build a future where... A future, you know, people who get into that situation have a place to go and are supported. Yeah, I think we we just need to be pre- prepared that so many female are going to the society and uh, involved in a labor market, and now people need to like prepare the environment if we want a better society in the future. Yeah, so I think yeah we can we have the potential to achieve more. Yeah, yeah and it seems like wave makers is a good start to that. Yes, I think it's uh it's a spark that mm. ignites all the environment, and actually yeah, this environment having conversations. Yes, so it's this environment is already prepared for like maybe years. Hey, great, we'll be interested to see where it goes. Yeah, do you yeah. think um a similar change could happen in mainland China? I, th- I think so because many of them already watch the wave makers. 
And they also have the Peng Shui uh, event, right. not event, uh, situation <laughs> in a couple years ago. Right. Yeah, but this would be a, a conversation about how the it didn't go well for for the person involved in China, right? Where, yeah. Um, kind of the we were talking about setting the company barriers or the government barriers to have people in, you know, to to set up a structure where people can actually report this safely. And it seems like China's government completely failed that. Where, sorry, what was her name one more time? Peng Shui. Peng Shui. Peng Shui. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> she, she wrote, I'm reading now, um, she wrote a social media post, 1600 word, basically essay, um, talking about everything that happened, having details of, I'm going to get his, his name wrong, some visory. Try, try, try. Some. <laughs> Sang Gaoli. Whoa! Sang Gaoli. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, seven, it's a 1600 essay about how this Sang Gaoli had, you know, times and dates and, and information. So it was very clear that obviously something had happened. And then uh, she had that, posted it, and then disappeared. Yeah. Completely disappeared from society. Mm -hmm. She was a professional tennis player, so obviously she can't disappear internationally. She had, like, international obligations. Um, so the WBA, is that correct? The Tennis uh, oh. Association, yeah. What yeah. is their name, though? Oh. WTA. The WTA, the uh, Women's Tennis Association, stepped in. The uh, The owner of it was very cool. He was like, this is more important than money. Um, we are not playing in China until this happens. But I'm reading an article now, 17 months. They still don't know. They still haven't had a, uh, a real meeting. There was two, like, interviews where she was shown on something but there was always like either there was an attendant one of the olympic attendants which yeah, is a, man a handler kind of handling her or she was uh, alone but looked very haggard and 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 her family all stay in china so there's actually no chance there's no conversation yeah, there's no transparency i think a political already involved so yeah so this is the yeah. problem i would say the hard part that china would have to work through is getting their entire government structure to be able to support that Yes. Where if you have a government structure that is top down and decides everything so quickly like that, that's and and to be fair, this is something change. we're still dealing with in the United States, right? I mean, it's always hard to hold people accountable, but the most powerful people are the most difficult to hold accountable. Mm -hmm. We oh, have the yeah. famous case with <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. You guys know about that, of course. No, you don't know who Jeffrey Epstein is. Epstein. No. Are you kidding me? Maybe Chinese. The singer. No, no. <laughs> so, oh, this is a whole nother subject. But just to summarize it for you. There's this guy, this rich guy named Jeffrey Epstein, who was tried and convicted for sex trafficking. So he had his own island where he oh, would throw yeah. these parties and have before. these underage ah. girls. And there's flight logs of all these famous, rich and powerful people, the most rich and most powerful people in the United States, flying to his island, right? Where he was known to introduce people to underage girls, right? Famous people. Bill Gates. Yeah. Um, Bill Clinton. Um, Kevin Spacey, who we were just talking about earlier, he flew to that island. So, and none of these people were ever held accountable, or virtually none of them, right? Uh, I mean, Jeffrey Epstein was arrested and charged and convicted and then mysteriously died in his jail cell. Oh my God. And his uh, co conspirator, Max Lane, what's her last name? Jiswell? Jiswell? Whatever her name is. She was also tried and convicted, but there hasn't been any release of the names of his client list right so these people are basically rich enough to be above justice mm -hmm. so this is not just a chinese problem this is a human problem and yeah. while my me too may have spread to the streets trying to actually get it 
you know, any justice at the top of the food chain of power and influence in any society is extremely difficult. I think in mainland China is more difficult because more uh, difficult than most, right? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, uh, the what I, I I read some comments that actually the internet will ban those Me Too events. Like yeah. some girls can't stand out and say her story, she will be banned on the internet immediately. But yeah. if you write something like like the woman's hate, those kind of comments will not be banned. Yeah, and so the really bad double standard. Yeah, effect. people are asking why, and I think the you also the, can't ask why because then you get banned. <laughs> <laughs> the the answer maybe is that because they banned it for the society's stability. Yeah, those women's hate wow. comments will not damage the the, the, the stability. stability of the men. Yes, <laughs> yes, not society's yes. stability. But. And if you want to challenge the man, you are like da- damage the stability. Yeah. Yes. So I think it's more difficult. I think it's gonna be a long road, but yeah. Yeah, I'm hopeful. I think I hope Peng Shua Shui Shua Shui Shui Peng Shui. I hope <laughs> Peng Shui is safe and happy and healthy, but yeah, I don't know. Mm. I think it's already. Okay. I think yeah. we pretty much yeah. did it. I yeah. think we did it, guys. Yeah, we did it. So good. It was all me he- too. <laughs> heavy subject today, heavier than usual, but it's important. This is a, a tremendous happening. It was in the United States. It was a big breakthrough because here we are in 2000, you know, 23. This is still an issue. It's still a problem, but we're making headway. Mm. And uh, hopefully the same thing will happen in Taiwan and the rest of the world. People deserve to feel safe and to um, to be treated with respect. So this is important. And uh, just remember, you have to be on the front end of the wave. We've got to keep that metaphor going. Yeah, there's, you're going to be no, crashing against the rocks. In, you're asking hard, hurt, hard questions. What should <laughs> I do? And it's hard to answer that because no one can tell you what you should do. You have to decide for yourself because there's no guarantee of your safety or that things will go well for you, or that you won't be punished, or there won't be backlash. But what you can say is, every important right that's ever been gained by anyone through history was gained this way. You know, It, it isn't as if the government ever just decides, oh, let's give civil rights, or oh, let's give women suffrage. No, the people have to take to the streets, and they have to take the rights they deserve. So There's got to be bloodshed, not metaphorical sometimes, but suffering, yeah. unfortunately, is necessary for okay. growth. <laughs> just like muscle training imagine like muscle training you have to have that muscle pain <laughs> that's interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. that is just a natural thing i think that yeah. you have there is suffering for growth unfortunately okay. um got got place choose taiwan <laughs> <laughs> choose what you want to suffer for i guess is the the message we have for the listeners <laughs> yeah so i want to thank you guys it's mm. always a pleasure yeah I had a lot of fun talking to you so I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend and I'll see you next time. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank All right, you. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.